Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who has... Mm, let me try that again, because that was awful. <laughs> I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who was a Southern preacher at age seven. Joining me on this podcast is my faithless congregation, Laura Arnold. Oh, man. Faithless congregation. I mean, you're That's not wrong. That it's my faithless congregation of one. We have, <laughs> uh, I, have, I have the worst disciple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. As she shotguns a beer. She's she's shotgunning a beer as her as her Lord and Savior just spoke spoke his truths into the world. I think my favorite thing about this is you literally have a light perfectly above your head. Mm, and it doesn't yes. even look like a light, it just looks like a glowing being. It's almost like a halo. Oh, are you are you saying that I am uh angelic right now in my appearance? <laughs> I guess. I, I do have you on recording saying that. I just would like you to know that. <laughs> um, so how does one get to be a Southern preacher at the age of seven? Uh, well, I wanted to be a preacher um, when I was a child, um, you know, before everything in my life changed. And um, <laughs> I so I told my dad that, you know, as a preacher, I needed to have a pulpit. Uh, I needed to have a podium and I, and it had to have a cross in the front of it and it had to have a little lip at the bottom so that way my Bible wouldn't slide off and I needed a little shelf on the inside of it to put my glass of water so that way when I got thirsty during my sermon I would be able to pull the glass of water out. And so, <laughs> You're so prepared. I love it. I know. I know. And so I studied many a pulpit uh, and so my my dad built uh, a little a little Luan uh, podium, a little pulpit for me. Uh, and then my mom put uh, in, in uh, like black and green lettering, she put Jesus above the cross and made a little cross, made a little lip for the for the Bible, everything to my specifications. And, uh, and then I remember like that coming Sunday, I was supposed to, um, I was supposed to read a passage from the Bible, I want to say it was Genesis. And so I brought my little my little pulpit to church presented my little sermon uh, that I was supposed to give uh, for that and kept that uh, kept that going for a while. I used to set up uh, stuffed animals in my bedroom and preach to them from my little pulpit that I had. It was very adorable. So while the rest then, of us were like playing dress up and house, you were, you were uh, being a preacher. Nobody ever wanted to be my wife. <laughs> Oh, right. I think you actually talked about that on an episode. Yeah, I did. I think it was my, I think it was the first episode. No, and John was always the preacher on the playground because nobody ever wanted to be married to John. He was the kid once, but most of the time he was the preacher. Um, so, so sad. But, uh, but fast forward, like, oh gosh, 20 something, 18 something. No, I can't do maths. Anyway. I, I'm a freshman in college, so 18, 19. So you do the math however long ago that was later. And um, I, because I was still a conservative Tea Party Republican Christian, I I went into theater school 
being like, I'm not going to curse in, in roles. If I, am I, if I'm given a role that curses, I'm going to either have to turn it down or the director is going to have to allow me to change the word. And I had a professor in college that said, I understand what your stance is. If you, if that's the way you're going to do that, that's fine. But I just want to be perfectly honest with you and let you know that if you choose this path, you're going to, you're going to completely destroy your availability. You're going to completely eliminate a good chunk of work for yourself because you're refusing to do that. She was like, I'm not telling you what to do. I just want to be upfront with you to know that most theaters aren't going to let you do that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? And so I had this huge crisis. And then I talked to friends of mine who were also uh, Christians and, and theater people. And then I was like, I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not cursing in real life. My character's cursing. So I was like, if I'm in a role that has to have cursing, I'm going to curse. And I went and I told my mom that uh, over the phone. I told her that, that I had made that decision. And my mom was not happy about it. And so that weekend when I came home, because, you know, freshmen, you come home on the weekends. Um, I came home for the weekend. And in my bedroom, I opened the door. And that pulpit was standing in the middle of my bedroom uh, with a little piece of paper taped to the front of it that says, maybe Jesus is trying to tell you something. And then I ripped off the piece of paper, walked into the kitchen and said, I think mom's trying to tell me something. (laughs) And then uh, this summer, actually, I uh, was helping my dad rebuild a shed in the backyard and we uncovered it yet again. Um, It was very funny. What is, what is Jesus trying to tell you now? Um, that carpenter bees like to burrow in wood. <laughs> so it's been a while since you and I have played anecdotal dope. Yet again, it has indeed. Yet again, it has been a couple of weeks. So um, I had a lot of fun doing the lightning round anecdotal dotes yeah. the last time. I so I appreciate a, a, a sh- I'm terrible at them. So I appreciate being forced to tell a very concise story. <laughs> <laughs> John, the editor, really appreciates that, too. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) So uh, we're going to, once again, play lightning round of Anecdotal Dote. How is it going to work, Laura? Uh, Here's how today will work. We each have selected two words that only we've seen. Taking turns, we must each tell a true story based on the word we're given. And we will only have one minute in which to tell it. Yes, starting once the story starts. All right, so Laura, your first word is fudge. Okay, this is such a bad story. Once upon a time, Kari decided to make fudge. I think it was a peanut butter fudge, but we didn't have the right sugar and we didn't have like the right, the proper versions of like half of the ingredients. Anyway, so they tried to make this. It basically separated into like weird bizarre layers and also got like brutally stuck to my pan and i was pissed that's my story about fudge (laughs) that's not bad and you did it in less than 30 seconds so that's a terrible story (laughs) word for you okay bathroom sorry that's not your word (laughs) unless you want it to be (laughs) (laughs) i mean i do have one Okay, well, great. (laughs) So my accidental word is bathroom. (laughs) 
Okay. So I was in marching band uh, in seventh grade and in marching band, you have to go to band camp and you're like morning to night, uh, like eight in the morning till nine o'clock at night. You're out there marching and learning proper technique and stance and everything like that. And as I talked about earlier, I had troubles with the authority of band camp and rookie camp. Well, one night, uh, like the second week of band camp, I, uh, my mom walked into the bathroom at like two o'clock in the morning and I was standing at attention in front of the toilet asleep um just standing pretending to hold my french horn uh and just standing there completely asleep and then my mom was like what are you doing and then i didn't answer because i was asleep and then she like pushed me to bed that's hilarious were you like did you like get up to go to the bathroom and you just like got stuck in like band camp mode I guess I don't I don't know and I'm I'm not really a sleepwalker so I guess that's what happened but I'm not 100% sure that's odd That's hilarious Okay your word is shovel Oh man I should not tell this story on the podcast but I'm gonna <gasps> So you absolutely should <laughs> Uh okay so my my parents i think uh i think we've talked about the fact that my parents are are divorced uh and Mm -hmm. happily well yeah happily so um one year so my dad has never necessarily been known to be like a hardcore romantic by any means like he can do cute stuff whatever but uh i think he had kind of given up um but one year for valentine's day he got my mother a brand new snow shovel. <laughs> and she was pissed. <laughs> and a few years later they got divorced. <laughs> was that um was that the 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 start of the proverbial snowball that led to their divorce? Um I like to think yes, but I don't I I think it was a lot of other a lot did of he, other things. Did, did he think what 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 was he thinking i think he was thinking that like she needed okay so my dad had a like a snow plow like he plowed the art we had a fairly large driveway growing up and he would go out with his snow plow and he would plow it every like every time we had snow and my mom would follow him and shovel it so that because like the snow plow only got it down so that it was like you could get through it kind of thing but there was always just a thin layer of snow left on the driveway and she hated it so she would go through and shovel behind him and we all thought that was ridiculous and way more work than she needed to put in so like why are you doing that mom but she did it there was no stopping her you could not change her mind so and her shovel was old and like you know the how they come with like those blades like that metal mm-hmm. piece had completely worn off and so she needed a new one and I don't know why he thought Valentine's Day was the time to get her this <laughs> instead of just like, I don't know, a Saturday. <laughs> but I forgot that you said Valentine's Day. And while you were explaining it, I was like, you know, as she's telling it, I'm kind of understanding. Like, that's a thoughtful gift. It- and then as soon as you said the Valentine's Day again, I was like, no, what a terrible, stupid gift. 
yes, it is a great gift. It's a lovely thing to get for her because of like, you know, she needed it. It was, it would, it's going to improve her life, but that's like, that's something you go out, you were like shopping at wherever anyway. And you were like, oh yeah, my wife needs a new snow shovel. Let me just get her one real quick. Since I'm at the store. I will say (laughs) the only acceptable way that that is a good Valentine's day gift is if in the card that came with it, it said, I'm in deep for you. <laughs> that sounds like you're gonna go bury yourself in the backyard. That's really romantic. <laughs> They've been married for like 27 years. Oh, I'm sorry. The love, the love can't be there after 27 years. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Wow, really, really, really angry expectations for your love life there, mm-hmm. Laura. Yeah, well, I mean, if anybody ever gets me a snow shovel for Valentine's Day, I'm outie. <laughs> play. So when I thought of play, I thought of instruments and playing instruments. For the longest time, my parents had, they held their church in our living room growing up. And um, so there was a sound system in the living room. There was a drum set, guitars, amps, microphones. Why there were all of these speakers in this little normal sized living room makes no sense to me, but they did. And um, piano, all of that. Well, one day um, my brother and I got into a fight and the only way uh, that that could end was with us attacking each other. So we are chasing each other around the living room, angry at each other, and I grab the drumsticks that I have and I start pelting him with drumsticks. And because when you're playing drums, you have to have a bunch of drumsticks in case you lose one. I'm pelting like five or six of them at him. And then my brother grabs the guitar, picks it up, and starts swinging it at me because he's going to beat the absolute crap out of me with a guitar. Wowza. That is definitely incorrect usage of instruments, yes. Although I feel like, at least with me throwing drumsticks, I was kind of throwing him to a beat, to a rhythm, (laughs) as they hit his body, so I was closer to being right than my brother was. (laughs) Now it's time for AITA, otherwise known as Am I the Asshole? We have a simple one this week. We just have one this week. Um, here's here's the, the header, and we'll get your first reactions of it. Am I the asshole for refusing to eat the vegan meal that my girlfriend made me for my birthday? Yes, you are an asshole. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, here's some context. Let's see if it changes your opinion. My girlfriend and I have been dating for a little over a year and a half. She's vegan, and I have known this since before we were officially dating. I've never had an issue with this. She's a great girl, and she hasn't tried too much to push her vegan ideals and stuff to me. There have been a few times where she's made comments like, I can't believe you actually eat that, or vegan food is so much better for you. I've shrugged these off as they haven't bothered me too much. I'll eat about anything, and I do love meat. I make an effort to try some of the vegan things she makes, but she knows that I do like most of the stuff. For my birthday, I told her beforehand the restaurant I wanted to go to. It was something that doesn't really have good vegan options, and I did know this. When going out, we always normally make sure the place has good options for both of us. I figured that since it was my birthday, that we would make exceptions. I was working on my birthday. Our plan was for me to come home and open presents and then go out to eat. I arrived home and immediately smelled food when I walked in. I got into the kitchen and sure enough saw a a lot of food laid out. I said, you decided to cook yourself dinner? And she said, no, Sally, this is all for you. Happy birthday. I tried my best to look enthused, but I know that I had to look really disappointed. 
the food honestly looked terrible to me. Some vegan options are okay, but what she did was try to was try to do mock versions of my favorite meals, which I always hate. I'd rather the vegan food be its own thing. She finally asked if something was wrong. I told her that while I appreciated the effort she put in, there was no way I could eat this. She started tearing up and telling me how much work she put in to make it special for me. She said that she did do this. She said that she did this so we wouldn't have to go to the restaurant I picked because it sounded awful to her. She thought this would be a good compromise. I ended up driving out to get the food I originally wanted. I tried to make it to take it back to her place to eat it, but she told me not to and to leave her alone. I tried to apologize and tell her that I didn't mean to hurt her feelings. Was I the asshole? I think not. I think I, I changed agree. my answer because I think that because we do honestly, know birthdays are very important to you. Yeah, they are tremendously important to me. And the fact that he had already picked out that he wanted to go to this particular restaurant that is his favorite Mm -hmm. regardless of whether it has good vegan options or not because at the end of the day there's always a salad Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry but if you're a vegan you you eat salad you just do because you can't not no i agree with you i think i think that um like i i understand where she was coming from I understand, you know, and that's, it's not a bad effort on her part to be like, oh, he likes this particular food at this restaurant. What if I try and make the vegan version of it? Mm -hmm. But he is also right that I, I once went on a date with a, with a young woman who, uh, she was like, oh, I'm going to make you, she was vegan. And, and I was, I was like, okay. And she was like, I'll make you, um, uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, okay. And it was just for a date. It wasn't for Thanksgiving. And it was nothing resembling Thanksgiving dinner at all. Um, and it, it tasted fine. Um, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to eat that again. Yeah. Um, so I think, but I know I agree. I think that, I think that, uh, it's, it's very presumptuous on her part. Um, from this perspective, suck it up for one meal. It's his birthday, not the asshole. Yeah, no, I'm sorry that I I, I misjudged. Yeah, initially. he's really gonna be mad when I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> one more episode for the season, Laura. One more craziness. And then we've got gap guidance coming to us gap in guidance? a couple of weeks. That's the actual name of it is gap guidance. I forgot that it's not called generation gap. It's called gap guidance. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and it's starting. It's starting here in two weeks. Yeah. Holy jeez. Great repartee. We should, uh, we should, we should get on that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's so much to look forward to. Our season finale next week, and then Gap Guidance starting the week after that for five weeks. It's going to be lit. Is that what the kids are saying still? I think so. Great. I'm the wrong person to ask quite frankly, but yeah, sure. It's going to be streets ahead. So that's another episode in the books, dote heads. You're trying to make that a thing, and it's not a thing. Okay, Gretchen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have a story inspired by any of our buzzwords today, and there were many, let us know. Have a question or need some anecdotal advice on a subject? Send them to us and it might be shared on a future podcast. Send those questions, comments, and stories to us written, filmed, or by audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Write us a review and share this podcast with your friends. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. We'll see you next week for our season finale. Thanks so much for listening. 
See you then. I mean, the sticks are there to hit things, right? So Right. If they don't specify on there if it should be, you know, uh, a cow skin stretched onto a drum or if it should be, you know, asshole skin stretched on your brother. <laughs> oh, that sounds like I'm giving him like a drumstick suppository. Um, we can move on. Yep. Yep. <laughs>